everyone. My name is Matthew Kane. I am joined once again by co-host Mike Knox here at the Practicology Podcast, where we are bridging the gap between the scriptures and everyday life. However, today is going to be a little bit different. This is going to be our first ever August summer challenge here at the Practicology Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Mike, why don't you explain what the summer challenge is? Sure, I'd love to. The first ever Practicology Podcast summer challenge is for all of us to memorize the beautiful Psalm 103 together during the month of August. And I know what some of you are thinking. You're thinking, oh, well, if it has anything to do with memorizing, I'm going to stop listening right now and move on to something that's actually helpful for my life. To which I respond by saying, don't you dare. Don't you dare at all. That's right. And maybe I should try a more positive approach now. Um, Stay with us because in the next few minutes, Matthew and I are going to go through 10, did you hear that? 10 great reasons why you should tackle the August Summer Challenge with us. So be sure to listen right to the end of this one. Matthew, can you get us started with reason number one? Right. Reason number one is memorize Psalm 103 for the sake of your mental health. We often hear that our brain is a muscle. If we're not exercising our muscles, they deteriorate. If you don't use it, you lose it. Therefore, memorizing anything almost is good for your mental health because it exercises your brain, keeps it active. And we are to love the Lord our God with all of our mind, using our brains for his glory. Many of you listening, you're probably high school students or university or college students. And so your brain normally gets a a fair amount of workout throughout the year, but you don't want it to get rusty over the summer break, I'm sure. So we're going to help you with that. Others of you have maybe been away from the books for a long time. It's been a long time since you really tried to memorize something. It would do you good to challenge yourself and try memorizing scripture again. And when you add to this the fact that it's Psalm 103, a beautiful psalm that you'll be memorizing, the potential for mental rejuvenation is unlimited. Good start, Matthew. Here's reason number two. It glorifies God when we care so much about his word that we go through the bother of memorizing it. Think of it this way, how many thousands of U2 fans are there who can quote their favorite band's song lyrics? My kids can recite long portions of movies they've watched or Odyssey episodes they've listened to. Uh, Tell me about it. (laughs) I remember, I think you and I have both read that book by Nabil Qureshi, uh, Matthew, where he, he mentions how he and other Muslims memorize extended portions of the Quran when they were young. Uh, actors and stage enthusiasts can recite line after line from play productions. Sports fans have their team stats down pat. And in all of this, these fans, or maybe sometimes fanatics, they glorify and honor the texts, the songs, the teams they're quoting and talking about, along with the creators of them. Now, don't, don't we want our creator to get at least that much glory? If Bono and Shakespeare and Allah get quoted... Don't we want Yahweh, creator of heaven and earth, to be quoted? Yes. Reason number two, then, is this. As you and I do embark on memorizing Psalm 103 together, we get the perk of knowing that while we do, we are bringing immense and well-deserved glory to the Father, the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. Amen. Reason number three, memorizing Psalm 103 will help us to abide in Christ abide in Christ. That's a command from scripture. You've heard that lots of times. Maybe your mind goes right to John 15, where the Lord uses that phrase and taught the necessity of abiding in him. 
let me just glorify the Lord Jesus right now by quoting his words, verses four and five of John 15. Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit for apart from me, you can do nothing. Did you hear that? We cannot do anything of eternal good. We cannot bear any fruit for the Father unless we abide in the vine, and the vine is Christ. What does this have to do with memorizing? You might be asking. Well, let me tell you, in verse number seven, just a little bit further in that chapter, the Lord explains what it means for us to abide in Christ. He says, if you abide in me and my words abide in you. Then verses 9 and 10, he speaks of abiding in his love, which we do by keeping his commandments, his words. In other words, we abide in Christ when Christ's words abide in us. If you store up Psalm 103 in your heart, you are hiding Christ's words in your heart, enabling you to mull over them, to enjoy them, to revel in them, and to help you to abide in Christ. Wow, that's such a powerful motivation to memorize the psalm. And reason number four just builds on it. Not only is memorizing scripture a way to abide or remain in Christ, it's also a way to be filled with the Spirit. So here we're looking at Ephesians 5.18, and do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery, but be filled with the Spirit. And how do we get filled with the Spirit? Well, compare this very similar passage in Colossians 3.16. It says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. So we are not to get drunk. Instead, we are to be heavily influenced by the power and presence of the Spirit by letting the words that he has inspired in the Bible dwell in us richly. Do you want to be a more spirit-filled Christian? Then join us in our summer challenge and memorize Psalm 103. Reason number five flows out of reason number four. Actually, Mike, those verses you pointed us to in Ephesians 5 and Colossians 3 about being spirit-filled, they describe that spirit-filled life as one of teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. It uh, speaks of giving thanks to the Father, submitting to one another. So here's reason number five. By memorizing God's word, we actually increase our impact for good on others. It's far easier to help and encourage other Christians when we have the word of God on the tip of our tongues or in evangelism. It's so powerful when we can quote a short relevant phrase of scripture. It is certainly helpful in preaching the word to be able to quote scripture, to support what we are saying, to have it well ingrained in our mind and in our mouths. I suppose we could look up the verses on our phone at any point in time, but sometimes there isn't time for that. And we've all felt the difference in impact when a speaker uh, just looks the audience in the eye and quotes scripture instead of just having to turn to find it in the scripture as he seeks to look down at his notes or something like that. No, no criticism of that, but it is powerful when he can just look right at us and bring the scriptures to us. So reason number five, increase your impact on others, whether in preaching or in just personal conversation, both on believers and unbelievers. Well, Matthew, if we might not have time to look up a verse in a conversation, we don't have time to do so in a moment of temptation. So reason number six is this, memorizing Psalm 103 can help you win countless battles against temptation. This is true of any scripture, of course, but I believe that Psalm 103 is especially strategic in fighting sin in our lives. 
To be honest, Matthew, I memorized it maybe eight to 10 years ago or so during the summer because I was so frustrated by how often I was losing to a certain temptation. I won't go into details, maybe I will another time, but it's probably enough to say that there's a reason I felt the temptation strongest at summertime. In fact, quoting scripture is the way our Lord himself fought temptation. Of course, his relationship with temptation is different from ours because he is sinless and absolutely holy, but that makes his approach all the more meaningful to us. As one writer has put it, if Jesus knew a better way to fight temptation, believe me, he would have used it. And the Bible itself teaches us this strategy for countering temptation in our lives. Psalm 119 verse 11 says, I have stored up your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Three times our Lord counters Satan's attacks in the wilderness by quoting from Deuteronomy of all places. It seems that he had taken time, maybe as a boy, to meditate on the book of Deuteronomy and memorize parts of it or all of it. And because he had, he had the freedom of being able to draw on relevant verses in his moment of need. I've been reading some books about spies recently. Spies have to develop a phenomenal capacity to memorize because writing writing things down is is too incriminating. And one thing they have to memorize flawlessly is the details of an elaborate escape plan. Maybe we can think of scripture memorization this same way. We are committing our escape plans to memory before the crisis occurs, and doing so can literally be life-saving. I remember a lunch hour at work. I went out, sat under a tree. I was wrestling with whether I would tell the truth to my boss at our one o'clock meeting or not. And and I'd just been recently memorizing 2 Corinthians 4 to 5, and ver- chapter 5, verse 10 came to mind. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, so that each one may receive what is due for what he has done in the body, whether good or evil. And it gave me strength and faith to do the right thing, knowing that even if my boss got mad at me, one day my Lord in heaven would reward me for it. Thanks for that story, Mike. That's encouraging. And it also leads us into reason number seven, You'd think we had a real order here in the way that these reasons are numbered. Memorizing is a rut that leads to freedom. It's a good rut. Or as Don Whitney's book in the Spiritual Disciplines puts it, memorizing can be a door to liberation. Now you might think, well, freedom is not what comes to mind when I think about the drudgery and work involved in memorizing. But if you think about it, it is a freedom. There's a video on YouTube where Boris Johnson Great Britain's current prime minister, but this is before he became prime minister. He's in Australia and he's being interviewed in front of a crowd of people. And at one point he gets talking about poetry and the value of memorizing it. He says that whenever he gets in trouble, he starts reciting the epic poem, the Iliad. And then he begins to do that live to that audience in its original Greek. And he'll pause and the audience thinks, okay, this is probably where the memorization stops. But then he keeps going, much to the delight of the crowd who found it very entertaining. And here's my point. That was a freedom that Boris Johnson had because he had invested in the discipline, maybe during his days back at Eton, of memorizing that poem. Now he has the freedom today of not only comforting himself privately with poetry when he's going through hard times, but also of spontaneously bringing out that poetry to the delight and joy in others. It's like a resource he can draw on. It's a liberating experience. The same is true of learning a musical instrument. 
students will practice scales and difficult things over and over again, work on difficult pieces. And it all takes some hard work. And sometimes it feels like a drudgery. But then you may see someone sit down at a piano and just begin to play with a freedom that I don't have. And I wish I did have it, but I didn't put the time in to get there. Or they can just hear a piece. You can mention a song to them or they can hear something and they just begin to play it because they have previously invested time. Now they can pick up any violin in anybody's place and without any music in front of them, they can soothe their own hearts and bring joy to others as they play them a tune. Memorizing Psalm 103, repeating these scriptures over and over and other scriptures too, of course, will create a good rut in your memory that will lead to freedom. Wonderful to be able to draw on it later, the freedom to mull over and meditate, quote, enjoy, and calm yourself with the life-giving, soul-refreshing, spirit-sustaining words of this psalm whenever you need them. Excellent. And then that takes us to reason number eight. And this one is very important. Maybe this is the one we should have started with for some of you, because you've convinced yourself all through your life that you cannot memorize scripture. Well, here's reason number eight why you should join us in our summer challenge. You should memorize Psalm 103 because you can memorize Psalm 103. I first learned how to memorize larger chunks of scripture from a brother named Andy Davis. You can Google his little booklet or article if you like. It's very good. And I'm more or less going to give you his methodology now except for one thing, he, he says you should memorize the verse number with each verse. And I don't bother with that. I, I actually think it's better not to. But this is basically his approach, and I'm going to give it to you right now. So say you're going to join us and memorize Psalm 103. And the first thing you do is you say the first verse 10 times out loud, slowly, thoughtfully, meaningfully. And so I'll do that right now. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Excellent, Matthew. So you do that 10 times. Please don't do that, Matthew, 10 times right now. But those of you who are listening, you do that 10 times. And then you close your eyes or cover your page and say it from memory 10 times. Please don't worry if your first attempts don't work. Just keep working on it until you can say the whole verse, word perfect from memory. And then once you can do it once, repeat that 10 times and you're done for day one. On day two, you would say the previous day's verse 10 times from memory. Almost certainly you're going to forget, have forgotten parts of it. Don't worry. Just go over it a few times until you can say it from memory 10 times. Then go on to verse two. Read it out loud carefully 10 times. Recite it from memory 10 times. And then say both verses one and two together and you're done. This is just a very simple process. The key is repetition and review. If you do that, you will memorize the whole of Psalm 103. Mike, once again, I'm having a flashback here to a Prince Edward Island conference over 20 years ago um, where Harold Paisley was leading a Bible reading, I think early Sunday morning on Psalm, probably Psalm 22. And he asked another brother to read the psalm. And the brother read the whole psalm, but did not read the title of the psalm, which earned him a bit of a rebuke from beloved brother, Mr. Paisley. And um, you didn't mention the title here. Do we have to do the title as part of this memorization? <laughs> well, yeah, that's a great, uh, great point. I'm so glad that 
I, I, you, you asked me instead of giving me Mr. Paisley's uh, a rebuke, but yeah, it'd be good. It, I, I always advocate that we read the Psalm title, so it'd be good to memorize it too. All right, thank you. Let's come to reason number nine. You should tackle this summer challenge because we're going to be doing it together. Lots of people can testify that they can't stick to exercise regimes or diets by themselves. They need to do it with at least one other person and often with a, a community of friends. Same with the spiritual disciplines. But this is a great opportunity for some of you maybe because we're all going to be memorizing Psalm 103 together. You've likely got some friends that listen to the podcast regularly too. So they're going to do this with you. Here's the plan. This episode releases on July the 18th to give everyone a chance to listen to it and get ready for August. There's going to be a couple other episodes after this before we get into the nuts and bolts of Psalm 103. That's just giving you a little bit of time. Each week in August, we're going to learn five verses. That could be one verse per weekday. Then each weekend, starting on August 8, we'll drop a new episode on the Practicology podcast that touches on some truth in the verses that we've memorized. And for those of you who choose not to join the Memory Challenge, the episodes will be the same as usual, so don't, don't tune out during the month of August. We're still going to be uh, bringing you some studies from the scriptures. What's helpful, though, about this is the accountability of doing this together with other believers, and we'd encourage lots of interaction with us. Maybe some of you can share things you're enjoying from the verses online. By the beginning of August, we hope to have a Facebook page and Instagram account set up for the podcast in addition to the Twitter account that we already have going, at M&M's Podcast. So it'll be easier for you to share what you're enjoying as you go through the challenge. Excellent. And last but not least, reason number 10. We will also have a reward for everyone who finishes the psalm and sends us an audio recording or video recording of them quoting it or even just an email saying you've done it, we'll, we'll work with the honor system here and trust that you've done it. So memorize the whole psalm, and we will send you a copy of, likely of the new book by Michael Reeves, What Does It Mean to Fear the Lord? Now, there may be some limitations if you're in a place where it's really expensive to ship to, but we will do our best to get something to everyone who sticks with us, even if it means sending an e-copy of the book to those of you who are in really remote places. What do you mean by really remote? Is that like outside of Austin or what are you talking about? Well, yeah. Um, no, I, I know we have a couple listeners who've listened in St. Lucia, for instance. That's the first place that comes to mind. And I, I've never looked into what it costs to ship a book there. But yeah, I mean, we're, we're going to do our best to get you something if you participate. Maybe you should just take a trip down there in November. But everything else that Mike has said is good and true. Uh, we know there's quite a lot to take in here. I'm not going to try and summarize all those 10 reasons we've gone through here. You can listen to it again. Of course, you can go back through it. But Mike's created a file that lists all of them actually on one page, and it includes more details and specific day-by-day -day steps to help you. So you can find that at the Practicology Podcast website, practicologypodcast.com, and you can access the file there. Mike, I'm looking forward to this. This is going to be a good challenge for my own soul. I know you've said you've memorized Psalm 103 in the past. I haven't. So as I think about this, I'm going to mention to a few others, some, some friends who I think should take up this challenge with me. And I hope all of you listeners do the same with us. This is a great opportunity to hide God's word in our hearts. Mike, thanks for getting us going on this. You're welcome, Matthew. I'm excited too. It's going to be a great review for me. It's going to be doubly wonderful just having a bunch of others joining in on us and meditating on it uh, along beside us. 
All right, friends, we look forward to doing this with you. And thanks very much for tuning in today. May the Lord bless you all. Yeah.